Hello, and welcome to Fit After 40, podcast where we uh, tell stories about people doing amazing things and give you tips and uh, advice for staying healthy into middle age and beyond. Today, we're chatting with uh, an old friend of mine, singer-songwriter and ultra-marathoner, Jeremy Lister. Jeremy, welcome. Hello, thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome, my friend. How you been? Uh, you know, I'm doing great. Tis the the season for uh, lots of tasty treats, and so I've been- Yes, uh, indeed. Been loving uh, this holiday season so far, and um, yeah, life's good. Getting ready for my big holiday yeah. show. I'm doing a big uh, jazz show here in uh, I guess eight days or so, nine days, eight days. That'd what is it? Yeah, City Winery. It's going to be like an eleven-piece jazz group, and um, yeah, I'm I'm very, very excited. It's one of my favorite shows of the year. Very cool. I wish I were going to be there for it. <laughs> I'm uh, coming down the second week of January, so hopefully we can link up and go for a run then. Yeah, I'd love that. It'd be great. So, uh, Jeremy, you and I have been friends for uh, about 20 years now. And when we first met, uh, I don't think either of us were really doing any running. So uh, something changed in between that and your first 100 miles, didn't it? <laughs> A little bit. I don't know. Things slightly yeah. changed. So tell me how you started running. I, uh, I'm known for uh, taking things to extremes. If I enjoy something, I am... Can I can I uh, speak freely, or should I no cursing allowed? And I wouldn't know. have it any other way. Speak okay. freely. Yeah. Uh, no, I forgot what I was going to say, but anyhow. <laughs> uh, no, I take things to the extreme. Um, yeah, the same was uh, I think by the, the time we met each other, that was right when I moved to Nashville. Um, I liked alcohol and, and drugs <laughs> quite a bit, um, and they were actually quite. I had some really good times. I think me and you had some really good times. Um, but, I don't remember uh, all of them, but I think that's true. I don't remember all of them, but uh, <laughs> as these things, too much of a good thing can, uh, can uh, go the other direction. And um, so, yeah, now I've been sober for, gosh, it'll be um, eight years and uh, I'll be nine years, sorry, in uh, April, which is wild. That's awesome. Yeah. But uh, I started running um, shortly after I got sober in uh, 2015. I could tell you the whole story that got me there. That would probably be a whole other podcast, but um, yeah. things just got <clears throat> really, um, really dark at the end there. You know, I'd kind of painted myself into a corner uh, and I was like, how did I get to this place? Like where I'm, I'm dependent on, on drinking. Uh, you know, I would have to drink around the clock or I was getting the shakes and Ooh. in and out of hospitals. And um, I was just at the point I got there, I was like, I don't know how I got from just being normal, normal me to hear but it happened um and uh and so uh came home and uh went through a, a three-day gnarly detox dry even throwing up shaking um should really should have gone to the hospital for that but um i lucked out i encourage anyone who's detoxing from anything to please go get help because it can be very dangerous but um uh when i was doing that i um put on a ken burns documentary at the beginning of my detox and uh it was uh, the National Parks documentary he did. And so I was just shaking like, oh, my God, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. And then like I'd look over and see oh, the beautiful redwoods off the coast of California. And then I would drive you for a while and then I'd look over and oh, the the amazing vistas and, and the, the rock faces of Yosemite. And then, you know, and then I would shit myself and then I would go and look and oh, there's Yellowstone. Look at the waterfalls. And so uh, I was <laughs> like, I want to be in that world and not in this world anymore. And um, 
I kind of made a decision there. I was like, if I live through this detox, I'm going to go see the world. I'm going to go hit all the national parks because this looks amazing. Uh, it looks a hell of a lot better than what I was going through at the time. For sure. And, um, and so, yeah, I lived through it. And um, let's see, now I'm at 34 that I've hit since then. I've done, uh, I've done some big races in a couple uh, of those spots. And uh, about, I guess about eight months after I quit drinking, I, I, I was a, a pack a day smoker for a long time. I mean, I started smoking cigarettes when I was a really, really young kid. I grew up in Mississippi. You got away with a lot of shit you couldn't get away with otherwise. Just going to the gas station and be like, hey, these are for right. my dad. And, you know, get whatever you want. But, um, <clears throat> uh, which is also another thing I'm so glad I, I quit because, you know, my granddad passed away at 56, I believe, of lung cancer. And, wow. um, you know, having that in your in your genes, I'm, I'm hoping that I quit in time, but we'll see. I'm doing all I can to reverse reverse things in the opposite direction. But uh, so when I when I quit smoking, I tried the patch and it made me nauseous. And so I took that off. I didn't want to do like any gum or anything because I'd like right. done other things. I just didn't like that stuff and it kind of messed my stomach up. And so every time I wanted a cigarette, I opened my front door, I lived over off Electric Avenue in 16th right by Shelby Park uh, at the time and uh, I would just run as hard as I could down the street just I mean uh, until I almost threw up and I would stop I'm like okay I don't want a cigarette anymore and then I walk back home and then later that day I'd start craving a cigarette again and I would do the same thing I would just take off and run as fast as I could and then I made it like half a block and then okay I don't want a cigarette so I'd come back home and uh and then I kind of repeated that. And every time I went out to run over a few days, my distance got longer and longer. And uh, I, did, I knew nothing about running technique, pacing, anything. I just knew run like hell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was my button. And so, and so uh, I started running with a friend uh, a couple weeks into running. I, got, like, I ran like my first mile and I was like, holy shit, I just ran a mile. <laughs> this is incredible. And, uh, and then I, I think I ran like, a 5k with another friend uh and he he was he ended up kind of coaching me through, through some things his name was Perrin lamb and he was like dude slow down i'm like i was like what are you talking about like this is how i run he's like no you gotta start pacing yourself but that whole first year of running it was just like me just going out with with no abandon uh reckless abandon but um it was i loved it i loved i loved the feeling i got i loved the dopamine i loved uh i quickly loved the community aspect of it and my friend Perrin uh, was like, how about I, I train you for a race? I think you should train for a half marathon. And so I was like, I'm in. And uh, I dove all in, like started reading everything about running, you know, all the, all the go-tos, um, uh, Born to Run, and uh, became yeah. friends with Lee over at uh, Nashville Running Club, uh, Running Company, and uh, a regular just asking people about what to do the the equipment you know the the recovery the the fuel all the things and i was nerding out i'm like how uh am i gonna not only finish this half marathon that i'm training for but um, how am i gonna like do well at it and i would uh go down by the shelby bottom bridge and um i would meditate and i would like visualize like okay you know meditation you're supposed to have your anchor is the breath and mm -hmm. uh I learned like in walking meditation, you can have other types of anchors. And so the, the bridges, both the, um, the train bridge and the pedestrian bridge were sort of, they were like my, in 
12 step recovery. They, they were like my, my higher power. Like those are things that wow. hired me and they would get me from a point to a point. And I loved that idea because I had, you know, I had some, a lot of seeking and still do with the spiritual aspects of that sort of stuff. But yeah. uh, I like the idea of a bridge sort of being something more powerful and bigger than I am. So I visualized the race went through Shelby park. And so as I was training, I would go sit under the bridges and like, I would run there and then I would meditate and think about like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And here's, how I'm going to pace myself on race day. And, uh, took it really seriously. And, uh, I think my goal was, a, I think it was a one forty five for my first half. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, I, I ended up running like a one thirty nine. uh, it's a great pace. Yeah. For my first race, I was really proud of it. And then, you know, like being brand new to this stuff, uh, uh, a lot of people were like, I think, I think you, you've got a, you're kind of a natural at this, so you should probably keep it up. Sounds like it. Yeah. Um, long story short, you know how it goes. Uh, I was, I, yeah. I, I was like, I'm half marathons probably it for me. I don't know if I can go much further than this distance. And then a couple of years later, I had my first marathon, the music city marathon here in town. Right. Um, and, uh, I tried to beat a three thirty, and I think I barely did that. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, started moving on to ultras shortly after that. Um, I was getting hurt a lot, um, when I was doing marathon training. So big part of my story. Um, and that I, I'm not the type of person that pushes this on anyone. Cause I think diets are, are very much, uh, a personal thing, but, uh, what mm-hmm. has worked really well for me is, uh, going plant-based and, um, I, my injuries, uh, really kind of just started going away after that. For the most part, uh, I would always get hurt doing marathon training and then yeah. uh, my diet. And, uh, and then I realized I could really put on some miles and sign up for my first 40 miler. And then now I'm doing the hundreds. That's yeah, that's right. So I want to, I want to talk more or more about the, the plant-based diet. Cause you know, obviously, uh, well, not obvious, not obvious to everybody. Red meat is associated with inflammation, isn't it? I believe so. And did you, did you find that when you went plant-based, the inflammation, uh, and your body improved? Did you, did you talk about that? Talk about recovery. How, how did, yeah. how did you feel after a run when you started eating that way? Absolutely. Um, you know, it was a slow build for me. I think, um, I went all in my, my wife and I did this like veganuary challenge. It's kind of a mm-hmm. hokey name, but, um, the, the challenge is you, you'd be a vegan for a month, the month of January. And I was training for my second marathon and I was really hurt for that one but uh i went and ran it and um i think that it was like the beginning of february it was a the, a downhill race in phoenix mm-hmm. um it's like a, a boston qualifier and i was really trying to uh to, to qualify but didn't qualify but i um I, I beat my previous record and um on an injury and i was like okay i'm just gonna see what i, I do if i keep up with this diet um at first i, I felt um the first month or two i, I would i kind of didn't have uh, adequate energy um, mm-hmm. but then I realized, oh, I've got to really, because I'm eating a vegan diet, I need to make sure I'm, I'm getting all the right types of food. So I had to sort of dial in and eat, um, right. with, uh, you know, uh, making some good choices every day instead of just eating mm-hmm. what I wanted. Um, right. but, uh, yeah, started getting that dialed in. And then, uh, about three months after that, I was like, I could just run forever. Yeah. <laughs> just like I could, and then I, and then I'd get up the next day and then I could run again. That was the big thing is like. I would, I would kind of hurt my body and then have to take like, I'd like, oh man, I really stressed my knee and I've got to take two weeks off. And then, then my, you know, your, your stamina goes down a bit. So it just allowed right. me to really pick up the pace. And I really tested that a lot 
this last year with with this little 300 mile challenge thing that we can talk about later but um yeah so uh, there's nothing more frustrating to me than than getting injured and you miss training you lose fitness you come back and it's just harder i, I hate that so much I, I definitely feel you on that well it, it, 300 mile challenge i i don't think i've heard you talk about that what, what was the 300 mile challenge i think this was in january of this year I went out and ran a 50 mile race with some friends uh, at Arches National Park. And we'd finished up the race and we were all sitting in the hot tub. And I was like, I have an idea. And I'd kind of been mulling it around all day. And I was like, what if we did this challenge that uh, where it's like consecutive runs, like where uh, um, you run for one mile and then you take an hour break and then you run for two miles and then you rest for two hours and then you run for three hours, then you rest for three hours and keep going up until that number reaches 24. And that coincidentally equals 300 miles. Um, so I'd, I'd forgotten about it, but like I had the idea and I was like, I'm going to do this in, in the summer of uh, this year, 2023. And I had it in my calendar and it snuck up on me. And I was like, oh my God, I've got to do this crazy challenge. But I'd blocked it off and I'd, I'd blocked it off with work in advance and things like that. And um, I did it and it was, I mean, it's 150 miles a week, you know, and like the, the runs just get progressively longer and longer. And uh, it was in the middle of June and very hot. It was, it was quite the challenge. My friend Henry made a little mini documentary on it uh, somewhere. That's awesome. But um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people that do a lot crazier things than that for sure. Um, But for me, it was, I'd never done back to back miles like that. So Mm -hmm. I, I I wanted to test sort of how the diet was working for that and just how, where I was at with my, um, with, uh, you know, my training and, uh, it was cool. I did all that. And then I was like, I need to go ahead and run a hundred miler now. Cause I'm trained for it. And uh, I've, I've been trying really hard yeah. to break, break a 24 hour, a hundred. So I went and signed up for, um, the beast of burden. Uh, and where is that? Uh, outside of Buffalo, New York along the okay. area. Now. And, uh, yeah, cool. got my first sub 24. It was great. Yeah. So, so t- tell me more about that. That was actually my, my next question was to ask you about that ultra. So, so this was your first, uh, your first hundred miler this past summer, correct? No, no, no. I've, uh, I ran my first one two years ago. Oh, uh, two years ago. Okay. Excuse uh, me. Out at uh, Montgomery Bell Park. It was called the Mobile 100. Oh. And um, that was a journey, but I uh, yeah. got it done. And uh, uh, nothing like the first one for sure. And then I attempted uh, another one last year in uh, Arizona um, called the uh, Stagecoach 100, where you run from Flagstaff to the Grand Canyon. Nice. Oh, uh, Tony, are you speaking? I can't hear you. Sorry. No, I was just letting Chris talk there, but I've heard about that race. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You know, Tony and I did the did the Grand Canyon uh, last year as as, oh, as well, but uh... I said to do the too. Oh, well, yeah. So Tony did rim to rim to rim, which, um, that's on my list. Oh yeah. I I did, uh, I I did out to ribbon falls and then, uh, and then back up, but, uh, but, uh, highly recommend the grand Canyon for sure. So, so, uh, tell me, tell me about this, uh, this hundred miler you did last summer though. That was the one, the one in Buffalo was this past summer, right? Uh, yes. And quickly going back. Yes. I've, I've, uh, I would love to do the rim to rim to rim with one of you guys. Oh. I did that. I ran down to the, uh, the Colorado river and back up, but that's, that's just, that's the most I've done so far. And that the, the race last year, uh, it was my, my first and so far my only DNF. I got to, um, 
mile 70. I think I was in the top 10 of the race at that point. I was, I oh, was wow. rocking and I was feeling great. And then, you know, second half, uh, I'd taken a spill at one point and I would, I'd kind of, my, I was limping a little bit on my, uh, left side and which, uh, made me, um, change, you know, like what, where I was placing my feet and on, on the other side, and my back started hurting on one side. So I kind of had this Eeyore run where I was like trotting and, uh, and I was just getting more and more discouraged. And then, uh, as the temperatures drop, you know, quite significantly in the desert and, then, um, by the, uh, by the, uh, I think around midnight, I was going so slow that I couldn't stay warm. And I, I'd, at, right. at the previous aid station, I'd left my jacket and I'd, um, I was just shivering violently when I got into the aid station and I was going hyperthermic. And, um, and then I was, you know, I, I was so defeated at that point. And, uh, I, I called it and they were like, uh, my friend Jason Thanel was like, you're not calling this race, go warm up. And, <laughs> and then I was even like an hour later, I was still shaking. And he was like, right. oh, you want to quit? You can quit. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great, great lesson. You know, I, I am, I'm not one to, to quit things. <laughs> uh, well, other, I mean, I've, I've quit a few things in my life that have served me well, but, um, uh, it takes a lot to make me want to quit. Um, all that being said, uh, sorry, this is like a Tarantino film. No, um, please. Uh, Buffalo beast of burden, um, went up there with my little brother who's become a great runner as well. And my friend, Chris Strickland. And, uh, and, uh, it's a, it was a 12 and a half mile out and back. So you essentially do 25, uh, 25 mile increments. You run out. Okay. There's an aid station at the beginning, the other end of the, the line. And then there's one in the middle and, um, it started at 10 AM, which is also an odd time, but it was kind of nice to get a little bit of a later time to sleep. Um, but started it off and uh, it was very hot. Uh, I was not expecting it to be as hot as I was and I was overheating and um, I was really trying to work on doing some like zone two, maybe mm-hmm. touch zone three running at least the first bit to kind of, most all my races I go out and I push too hard and sometimes I can push through that, but I didn't want to repeat my mistakes um, that I'd made um, the previous year. So I was slowing down and, uh, and, but I was still even slowing down and I was, you know, getting up in the one seventies and my heart rate. And I was like, this is not good. Close to your max. Yeah. Well, I mean, just not, it was, yeah, like 10 for my max and, uh, right. just, you know, it's, it's, it was way heavier than it should be for a hundred mile, you know? Um, right. and I, I couldn't pee like first 40 miles. I didn't pee, which is not a good sign either. And it was just not a good sign. Not at all. Chugging water, chugging Gatorade, doing the electrolytes eating salt and vinegar chips and Oreos, you know, <laughs> the good All stuff. All the Alea. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then uh, finally the sun started going down and, um, uh, and I was able, I just chugged so much water and I started, you know, getting in the rhythm a little bit. Uh, and then I was able, um, fortunately to, um, uh, really kind of get with a steady pace after that. I would, I was just doing like, um, I think I was doing seven and three. So I would run for seven minutes and then speed walk for three minutes and then run for okay. seven minutes. And then, um, uh, and then I would just, before you knew it, I was like, I kept looking at my watch and I was like, okay, I just got to keep this pace. Just keep doing seven and three, keep doing seven and three. And then, and then, you know, the last 12, 12 and a half miles, I was like, I got this, you know, just don't, don't screw anything up. So <laughs> take yeah. a leisurely pace uh, into the finish and, I think it was like a 2319, 2317, something like that. But That's awesome, nice. man. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. The, the other thing uh, that, that we kind of want to talk about, and, and you've touched on this quite a bit, and so I, I think that, that that I think this will be a fun 
fun conversation. The kind of the spiritual aspect of running, you kind of touched on it with the meditation, you know, bridges as your higher power. So, you know, maybe you could talk about what, what you find on a trail that you didn't find at the bottom of a bottle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, also find a lot of dopamine just on the, yeah, that's right. That's it's true. Wonderful. Uh, I, um, I have ADHD and, uh, and a, a couple other, uh, undiagnosed things I'm assuming. And, uh, I believe that, um, uh, well, actually I know for a fact that I don't get adequate amounts of dopamine. So, um, I think, uh, I know that running really helps. It just sort of normalizes me. So on the, just on the scientific side of things, like I, I'm, I'm getting something in my body that I need to survive, um, and thrive. But uh, more than that is, I mean, the big picture, like I used to not, I used to really just sort of fly by the seat of my pants and, and put things in autopilot. And fortunately, you know, I've been very fortunate with some, uh, fortunately I've been fortunate with uh, a lot of things in, in my, my life where I've uh, had some amazing opportunities and uh, with my career, it's, it's been like some things like, I'm like, how did I end up here? This is really cool. But I, I didn't really work as hard as I could have worked for some of those things. And uh, running has been one of those things that is uh, really implemented um, the long game uh, with me. It's like, okay, if I do this today and then I do that tomorrow and I do that the next day and I keep repeating this over and over, then I'm going to reach this goal. And most of the time that works. And that's a pretty incredible feeling to, to uh, you know, just take those little baby steps and, turned into a, a very, very um, big milestone. Then, uh, I mean, back to meditation. Um, well, when I first got sober, I, I, was, I went to go see a meditation teacher, um, like in the fine print of my Obamacare. Uh, I realized that uh, there was a, a, a subsidiary company where you could go to for like health things. And so I was like, Let's see what this company is. I was like looking into everything at that part of my life. And I found that that company had like a meditation teacher and I was like, Oh, I really want to see this guy. And so, uh, I spent about six months with him going to see him once a week and, uh, and just teaching me about the different types of meditation and from, um, you know, from walking and Vipassana and, um, um, and then meta meditation and then several other things like that. But, um, we started walking together and he was just, you know, explaining, you know, just think about, every time your foot hits just being really present with how the way it feels and and I, I started implementing that into my running and honestly it just came naturally you know you, I think you can get into that groove into that pace you know where it feels like you can just run all day if you're if you're at a good pace and you know you're just you're there in the moment you're able to um you can either I can either go in and like internalize things or I can be go out and like really kind of be a part of of everything that's around me i i you know uh when i first started running i always wore headphones and i had some some tunes going and uh i heard a few people recommend like hey just try going without music and that was a game changer it took took a little while for me to get used to it but um yeah i mean i love i love going out and just being in it all that being said as if if i'm training for an ultra there are days that i do take my little shocks out and listen to a, a book or a podcast you know sure. if i'm doing eight miles in a day i'm sorry eight hours in a day but yeah it's, uh, there's it's a it's a beautiful beautiful experience when i'm alone and um either processing or just being a part of um this rock that's flying through the milky way you know yeah 
And so much of your story I I can relate to. And I mean, even things with like alcohol and stuff like that. I was telling Chris right before he started this, like I I actually probably quit drinking about three years ago. And the only reason I did is because even if I was just drinking a little tiny bit, it was like, well, I'd feel a little bit bad the next day when I was running. And it just wasn't worth it because the running is so much better than than the drinking could ever be. So I just don't anymore because I don't want to ruin that experience at all. And, yeah. and, and when he was telling me your story and what you've talked about so much about like kind of the spirituality of running, you know, something I think about, and I don't know if this is, is, is the same with you is I, I don't run to be in shape. I run because it sets my mind straight and being in shape is a nice side effect of running, but that's all it really is. It's the side effect. And it's very much about the spirituality of the, mm-hmm. of the run and being out there in the woods. And and I loved what you said about headphones because I do the same thing I'm, on a long day. I'll stick those headphones in, but on a, on a, on a lot of shorter runs and stuff like that, I just want to hear the woods. I want to hear the leaves crunching underneath my feet. I want to, you know, feel and really be immersed in the experience. So I think that's, that's great. Be that's present, awesome. be in the moment. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. The, the other side of that too, is the community aspect, which we kind of talked about too, is the, I mean, I'm just getting to run with, with friends and just beating new people, like, especially on, at a race, you'll meet a stranger and they'll end up being like, you know, your war brother, you know, I've, 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 right. I've first ultra, I met this guy, Jeffrey Bowl, and, and now I, I love seeing him around town. It's like, oh man, we went through our first ultra together. You know, you, you develop these bonds and it's a great time to like, just catch up with people and like really, I don't know, dive deep sometimes. I love, I, I love the community aspect and most people you meet in this world too, you know, in, in the running community are just good giving people, you know, that they're, it's not, I kind of, I believe I had the misconception that it would be just a competitive world. And it's like, okay, I'm going to see how I can beat you. And it's no, come join, come join me for this run. You know, it's like people want to show up and just be a part of something to help someone else. Uh, I think the large majority of people do, you know, and there, there are people that, uh, and there's also a place for taking things competitively, but um, overall, even most of those people love, love the community aspect of this. You're a musician and, and, and obviously professionally, and, and that's, that's where you are. But, and so kind of researching you a little bit before we did this uh, podcast, I listened to some of your music and I felt like a lot of it was influenced by your running, at least, well, the Into the Wild song, of course, but also the song that really struck me was One Step. I was listening to that. And I was like, oh yeah, this is an ultra right here. This is exactly what he's talking about. Am I right? Absolutely. You know, what's really cool about it too is, um, is it has dual meanings for me, you know, it's, it's also a song about recovery. Um, and like just when I, you know, I first got sober, like this mountain of all kinds of things of debt and like of this rubble that I'd left behind in relationships and, um, a lot of, you know, my soul and spirit, you know, like this big thing that I wanted to fix immediately, but I had to take it in small doses and just, you know, truck away one step at a time. But it it very, very much is a parallel to, you know, like when you get into the the pain cave mm-hmm. in a long run and you're like, okay, this is temporary. All I got to do is keep putting one foot in front of the next. And then all of a sudden I'll have gone another mile and then that mile will turn into another mile. And then, um, and then before you know it, we'll be done with this thing. Great song. I really enjoyed it. And like I said, when I, I actually was listening to it again this morning. I played it for my mom on the way to take her to a chemo treatment. I was like, yeah, this song has to be about an ultra. So. Well, I mean, it's really, I mean, it's about, about just overcoming whatever, whatever you're, you're, you're trying yeah. to 
Um, um, I hope your mom's going to be okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, you know, something that, that, uh, and I, I brought it up in other podcasts too. And is, is it, did you watch Billy Yang's documentary he did when he ran Leadville 100? No, I love Billy though. Uh, and I love his documentary. So, well, anyway, so you should watch it, but it's just called life in a day. And, and his metaphor there kind of like your, your song even, but his metaphor that he's using there, and maybe you can use this for inspiration for future music is, uh, is it running a hundred mile race or 24 hour race, or even a 50 mile race is like you experience life in a day. And I, I, I don't know if you, what you think about that metaphor, but I feel like a lot of what you're saying, uh, you, you could probably relate to that idea that, you know, you go through everything you go through in life on a hundred mile race, you know, it's every emotion you're going to feel all the pain you're going to feel, you're going to feel all the uh, exuberation and, and and it all just kind of comes to, to that, that race. So just it, your thoughts about that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I've, I've heard people talk about that. My, um, my buddy, Jason Thanel, who's, you know, is a big ultra runner, Good guy. Uh, a great guy. Uh, and he's come out and he's crewed me for quite a few races and vice versa. But he, he was always talking about, you know, the different sides of your personality and uh, the darkness and the light that come. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be super grateful about first hundred. I was like, I'm just going to stay in this. It's going to be awesome. And, you know, and then by a mile 60, I was just like, <laughs> I, I was literally out loud saying, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. Why did I sign up for this thing? This was a horrible idea. I was mad at myself. I was mad at everything. Uh, and which is funny because like, first half of, of the run, I was just like, this is the coolest thing I've ever done. Like, like life is beautiful. And, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're just defeated. And then, and then when you're at that point, everything in your brain saying, just stop, like, just stop. Like you should, this, you're not meant to be doing this. People are going to let, people are going to be okay. Like, like, don't worry about it. Just stop doing this. And like, there's all those voices from different angles are coming at you. And you have to say, no, <laughs> no, I'm just going to keep moving. And, uh, and a lot of times those are just micro, um, goals. You know, I'm, I, there's a, there's a, a red Oak ahead. There's a light post ahead. I'm just going to make sure I'm going to get to that. And when I get there, if I, if I literally can't go any further then I'll stop, but if I can keep going, I'm going to keep going. And then, you know, and then you maybe you'll have a little bit of a hope and then you'll take even a deeper dive and you'll feel like this is impossible. I know like in my, my first hundred, especially like there was a time where I, I, I really couldn't go any further and I laid down, I couldn't even, I couldn't form words. And that was really, I was worrying my crew and everything. Cause I was like, uh, uh, and I would just kind of waved them off and laid down my, like my brain and everything was just shutting down. I'd been in a lot of, a lot of sunshine that day too, but, um, laid down for five minutes and uh set set an alarm and uh it got off had some coconut water and an oreo and i was like let's keep moving and uh and I, i'm probably gonna cry thinking about it right now but like the, the the first time you you finish a race of that magnitude and as much as you work towards it uh i mean really whatever you're going for i remember the first time the first time i finished my half marathon it felt absolutely incredible and the same thing for the first marathon but I'll say the first time I, I finished a hundred, man, I just broke down, just started bawling because you really go through every range of emotion and uh, you, do. you get to see the dark side of yourself and you get to see uh, a lot of the light and uh, it's a beautiful experience.
You know, I, I think that there's just so much psychological value to that too. You know, that the battle you have with your own brain, like, you know, like you say, the first fifties cake. And then after that, you know, your body's probably way better off than you actually think it is. Mm-hmm. But your mind at that point has two sides and you're fighting with it the, the whole way, you know, and, and, but there's gotta be some, some, some psychological value to, to putting yourself through that, you know, being able to overcome that cyber mind that tells you you can't, and then actually do it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we're all a bunch of nihilists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, I, I like what you said about setting the, the incremental goals, <clears throat> you know, you, you, if you think about a hundred miles, it's 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 crushing. But but if you think about just just running to that tree or or just just getting to the next curve, that's that's achievable. It 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 really calls to mind kind of the the, the one day at a time approach to mm-hmm. to recovery, but 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 also just to life. I, I think mm-hmm. I think there's a lot uh, there's a lot uh, to that. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you also mentioned that you put together a running playlist. Oh, not really a playlist. Uh, you know, I, I um, I've written a ton of songs that I just I I wrote specifically because I was like mm-hmm. these would be like rad songs to run to. Yeah. My friend Sam Bergerson, he goes by Bergie, which is uh, amazing. Uh, he is a brilliant producer and um, songwriter in town. Um, the son of Allison Krauss, actually, but he's a oh. phenomenal musician. Uh, so the two of us started a little side project called Cool Cool Double Cool. It's just nice. cool. And uh, yeah, most songs are either some songs are directly about running. Um, a lot of it's sort of based on outlook and things like you experience in the range of running a very long race. And then some songs are just fun pop songs, but uh, they're all kind of built in that tempo. And hey, let's uh, let's groove. At least our first album uh, is, and we're. Um, we are uh, mostly done with our second album, which hopefully we'll start releasing singles for in 2024. On Spotify, can I listen to it on my run tomorrow? Spotify, cool, cool. Um, all my other stuffs, uh, Jeremy Lister. Uh, right now, obviously, my holiday stuff is cooking, and then um, the acapella stuff. By the way, I was in 2010. I was on a, a an acapella sh- reality show on NBC called The Sing Off, and that group is called Street Corner Symphony. Um, we don't do as much these days, but we put out a really cool little kids album um, a couple of years nice. ago. It was a lot of fun, and we're still doing shows here and there. But um, yeah, doing that and slinging hot sauce. I'm cooking hot sauce with my brother yeah. tonight. We've got um, uh, nice blister hot sauce is uh, our stuff. That's that's one of my secret ingredients too. When I'm when I'm running is our green hot sauce. I'll put it on Lay's potato chips. Man, that gets me going. I can, I can, I can run really fast after that. <laughs> I've been putting your hot sauce on everything lately. Uh, we just ordered a. Uh, uh, I went. Uh, I went up to Pittsburgh to see Jeremy play. Um, when was that? Was that in August? I believe so. Yes, or September maybe. So, oh, yeah. a couple of months ago, I'm on my third bottle of your hot sauce since then. So I'm going right. through about a bottle a month. <laughs> Back on the sauce, buddy. You're back on the Deserves sauce. Deserves all the accolades. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome, dude. I'll bring you a bottle, Tony, when I come down. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Well, Tony, I'll bring you a bottle. We're in town, you know? <laughs> I was about to say, maybe Jeremy and I need to just meet for a run here sometime pretty soon because uh, it looks like we probably hit a lot of the same spots. So, uh, yeah, I'd love that. Are you on the east side? I'm on the west side, uh, Kingston Springs. 
Oh, that's right. You just mentioned that. Um, cool. Yeah. I, I would love to meet you out at Percy or Edwin. And I run there all the time. I think I'm yeah. a local legend on half the segments there. So that's how much time I spend out there. So that's awesome. Yeah, I've been kind of in my off season, but um, I, I have a well, I have a big goal for next year of trying to get two thousand miles in. So that's going to be a lot of a lot of miles. So I'm gonna uh, I'll be I'll be up for as many runs as you want to do. <laughs> it's just seven miles a day, right? Seven miles a day. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's a little over actually. I, I usually run about two thousand a year, so it's it's a little less than that. Rather, it's like six and a yeah. and some change. So yeah, bite size goals. Bite size goals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll usually go really heavy for like periods, and then I'll take mm-hmm. several months where I'm gonna lay off of it for a while. Uh, but I've got a. I'm not supposed to even be. My wife told me not to talk about this until next year because I I think of too many things. I put too much on my plate, but um. I'll, I'll, I'm going to put it out there anyhow. Um, uh, I have a, a, a goal and uh, I want to run across the country with a group nice. of fellow musicians. And uh, my little brother is also in and he's a fantastic musician, but uh, I want it to be a literal band on the run. And we start in New York and we play a show and we run to Jersey. We play a show, then we run, 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 run. And uh, we'll have a, a tour bus or an RV come along. And wherever we stop for the day, the the RV will meet us there. And, and then we'll shower up and go to sleep, get up in the morning, run, 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 and stop at all the, the cities we want to run to. And um, hopefully uh, make it coincide parallel with a uh, nonprofit and raise some money for some, uh, some good folks. And... Um, this probably would be a, a 2026 goal, but I'm just putting it out there in the universe. If you are a, That's exciting. a musician that uh, also would um, have the <laughs> the luxury of um, of uh, running across the country uh, with time and family and finances and things like that, uh, just think about this, putting it out into the universe. <laughs> that would be an yeah, amazing that sounds, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll see yes. what happens with it, but I love the idea. Awesome. Yeah. Well, well, you know, Chris has already committed and we're going to try to push him through on this. He's going out to Rainier with us to run Wonderland uh, this, uh, this August. And so that's, it's, we're doing it in three days. So he's going to be running a 50 K a day, three days in a row. That's impressive. And that's, that's some serious, serious stuff there. That's actually my goal for um, next year is to run several stage races like that. um, Cause I think that's going to kind of get me more, acclimated to doing those long runs every day like I would be doing if I was running across the country. So what's what's the race and when is it? This is not a race. We're just taking like we did with the Grand Canyon. We just got a getting a group of uh, runners out and uh, we're flying out to uh, Seattle, driving over to Mount Rainier in a 15 passenger van and Mm -hmm. uh, and we're going to uh, run the Wonderland Trail, which is the trail that circumnavigates the mountain. Uh, It's fantastic beautiful trail uh one, one of the most beautiful i've ever been on so it should be great yeah the trail i've only been to um one peak um over in rainier national park i think it was called crystal peak pretty sure mm-hmm. um but uh yeah, a- absolutely beautiful trails some crazy elevation out there obviously it's gonna be tough yeah but i mean oh my god just so beautiful and that was one of my first experiences with a, a true ice bath too was we were halfway down the mountain and uh, uh, the friend I was with and we saw, you know, this runoff from where the, the ice water had melted into this little 
I guess flat area between uh, the the two sections we were at and um, hopped in and it was like literally just like can't talk this is too cold but um, that's a whole other story I've been I've been um, ice ice has been everything especially this summer um, I was icing every day through that that 300 mile challenge I just, I love it so much nice. and uh, now I host every week every Tuesday I host ice bath Tuesdays at my house um, and my goal is trying to do every Tuesday through through the uh the end of the winter very nice nice. do you do that in conjunction with a run do you do you train and then recover with the ice bath or yeah if i'm doing if i'm putting on serious mileage yeah definitely um they go they work really well together it's funny i was talking to my um my gym trainer my workout trainer and uh he was like those are not it's not really necessarily uh his theory or his but he's read up about is it's not good for building muscle but um, mm-hmm. it's great, great for inflammation and recovering, though. Right, that's what I've heard. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Jeremy, I really appreciate you taking the time, man. Yeah, for sure. I love. I'm, I can talk about this stuff all day. It's like, it's oh, I know. Favorite. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know where this should go on the podcast because there's so many other things. But I don't know if anyone else would want to listen to. I mean, uh, talking to you, we've got so many great adventurers because we have just a fantastic yes. trail running ultra community here, even Kingston Springs, and uh, I, I feel like you would. You would love to to do some of them. We're uh, working on running a, a, a series called Brutes, which is the uh, Blue Ridge Ultra Trail Endurance Slam. It is just a challenge somebody put out to run uh, five of the iconic uh, uh, Blue Ridge trails uh, over uh, a year long period. So we're going to try to do it in six months. Uh, you, you, have you run Scar before the Smoky Challenge oh, Adventure? I've heard really good things. I'd love to love to try that. Yeah. Out. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Scar is one of the trails that, that you probably were familiar with. And uh, Pitchell is on there, the Georgia Loop, uh, Foothills Trail, and uh, Massanutten up in Virginia. So, oh, that's super cool. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, all we got to link up, man. Do some fun stuff. Yeah. You absolutely. both need to come next year. Uh, this year, um, NRC and, and uh, mm-hmm. my hot sauce company, we put on a, a 5K out at Cornelia called the Blister 5K. And uh, it was <laughs> it was a trip. We uh, awesome. we had about sixty people that showed up for it for its first year, which is not bad. And uh, the whole idea is, you run at noon in July on the the blacktop out out at Cornelia, Ooh. a five k so <laughs> going all out, and you have to do a shot of hot sauce at every mile. <laughs> so uh, mile one, you do the green, which is the mild sauce, which that stuff's great. It's like fuel for That's me. Delicious. But uh, mile two is the original, and you're you're putting some spice in, and then at the very end you have uh, uh, this guy, the the our Carolina Reaper hot sauce, the and it's um, oh man, it's uh <laughs> there was there was uh, I need to say there was uh, a a fair amount of vomit, <laughs> and then we had to call the fire department on three people, but um, everyone survived, which is good, and even those people uh, that got sick and finished, they were like, this was so much fun, so. <laughs> We're, we're we're an interesting bunch. Uh, I, I love this That's idea. Awesome. It's kind of like the beer mile only uh, with oh. with it Nashville Running Company and. But yeah, no, I love your idea there. It's like a uh, it's like a beer mile, but with hot sauce basically. Hot sauce. So yeah, that's that's, that's that's actually probably even harder than a beer mile. So. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a website up, Jeremy? I'll uh, I'll post it to the blog. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just keep keep in touch, mostly on socials. Yeah. We've got, uh, I mean, I've got my own my site, uh, music for music stuff, and blisterhotsauce.com, um, jeremylister.com, blisterhotsauce.com. Um, also, uh, Nashville Running Company will post a lot of things like for races that they do, which uh, Lee over there is fantastic and putting on good stuff. And yeah, and then uh, we'll probably do the Blister 5K again in hopefully July of next year. We'll see uh, how awesome. it goes. Yeah. Once, once you get it scheduled, we'll push it out. And uh, if I can come yeah. down and run it with you, I will. Sounds like a blast. Come on. Heck yeah. Awesome. I'm going to try to try to man up for that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that shot of hot sauce at the end there sounds rough, but I'll do it. <laughs> it's at the very end. So. Uh, yeah the the mild and the medium tony is is that that's yeah. that's doable the, the the hot gets pretty hot but uh yeah. it's the end like yeah. you said so yeah all right well jeremy once again my friend thank you for the time and uh we're gonna play out to a, one of my favorite of your songs uh into the wild thanks again To see the world, seven seas swirling, waves and open dreams underneath my wings. Living in the now, ground up to the clouds, through the highs and lows. Here we go into the Let's get lost into the...